The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hassa, Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Austin from Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. And a Happy New Year to you. Same to you. Yes. You yes. don't have your festive hat on that I brought for you. Uh, it's it's too small for my large melon. But, uh, That's here, probably I'll just, I'll true. I'll just kind of prop it on top of the microphone. Uh, the oh, headphones. there you go. There, I like that. Go. I like that? that quite a bit. Yes. We'll get be, it quick. Get it quick. It's all oh, off. Hold on. Hold on. Too late. There we go. Yeah, we'll yeah nice, nice New Year's. I had a great New Year's. Yeah? Yeah, James and I took the uh, boat out, and we puttered over to um, Lake Union. Nice. And ended up having dinner at Duke's, one of our favorite places. Oh, yeah. Duke's on uh, Lake Union. And did their kind of late night happy hour, and then had the boat moored over there. And we got to hang out till the Space Needle went off, and got to watch the cool 10-minute display off the... Space Needle had the dog with us, too, so Rusty got to chill out and have a good time and snacks on the boat and stuff. And then, like, literally the second those fireworks stopped, then we had that weird sleet hit. Right, the muck hit. Yeah. The cold weather. Yeah, so James was pulling all the ropes off of the dog, and he was trying to do it real quick because he had a little gap between his shirt and his pants, so he was getting a little cold bent over there trying to get all of his stuff. He was like, whoa, oh, it's kind of chilly. I'm like, well, we might need to buy you some new shirts this year. Yeah, James, he's a plumber, right? He looks like it sometimes. (laughs) No, I know better than that. Oh, yeah. He's a home inspector, but he's he's got the he's got the plumber's outfit, so he can uh, yeah. do his home inspection. I have to and, tell him every once in a while that he needs to maybe buy a little bit longer shirts for that job because he has to bend over so much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there there are times that you're like, um, people are looking at you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you might want to might want to fix that. <laughs> well, good. How was your New Year's? Very Spent nice. Spent unpacking. Uh, no, yeah, well, par- partially. No, no, no. I had to get away from. Couldn't look at another box, you know, from unpacking oh, and all yeah, of that. Yeah, no doubt. So, no, we were up on uh, Camino Island with the family. And, oh, that's and, right. Uh, big old had a nice, uh, wonderful dinner up there at the Camino mm-hmm. Island Inn, which include any dungies in there. Uh, no dungies in the in the in the meal, but you know, it's one of those fancy places. So it was a seven. They do a special meal on New Year's Eve. It was like a okay. seven course meal. They, are you saying at your brother's place? Camino, or somewhere no, else? no. This is actually a restaurant up there, the Camino Island Inn, oh, which is a wonderful, okay. wonderful okay. place. All um, right, beautiful, right on the water. And uh, but okay, I, I got to complain though, uh, because like <laughs> you seven course meal, and the starter course was called a uh, twelve grape salad, which was delicious. But okay. I counted. And it wasn't 12 grapes in there. There were six grapes that they cut in half. And uh, so I got to I gotta call them out on that. Apart from that, it was it was 12 parts delicious. of grape. <laughs> 12 pieces of grape. Is that going to be your grapes of wrath? <laughs> apparently, apparently, I was very wrathful oh, about that. Oh, my grapes of wrath. Grapes. No, no. No, let's, 
the, uh, we had a good time. We had a pretty large group in there, and, and the proprietors were awesome. And Hey, and I know your family. Delightful. Anyone who can put up with you guys, that that's a... They That's a place have doing very been well. Happy to see us leave by the very end. Yes, but they all have you have a boisterous faces, bunch. So, yeah, it was all. But, it was but all they're good. fun. I've had dinner with you and yeah. your brother Lance before. It was yeah, yeah. quite it's boisterous. Always, always sort of interesting. Oh, totally interesting. Yeah, yeah absolutely fascinating. Our, every time, our family is no different than most. I mean, every family thinks they have the like the craziest family, you know, of of all. Oh no, I know yeah. some dull ones. Trust me. Do you? There's, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 There's there's some dull ones out there. Yeah, we don't fit into that category. No, no it's always, not at all. Always interesting. Not yeah, at all. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah. Everybody has something to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, that's always one of the biggest challenges. My husband and I actually did have a conversation over the weekend about our communication styles. Because he wants the, I talk, you talk, I talk, you talk. And, you know, I audit mm-hmm. our shows all the time. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, he complains that I talk over him. I'm like, I do that to everybody. <laughs> like, I do it on the show. I do it in life. <laughs> really? I hadn't noticed. But yeah. my whole family, I know, right? And my whole family. That's why I told him, I'm like, you're lucky we don't go spend the holidays with my family, especially on my mom's side of the family. Because if you heard my uncles go at it, and I don't mean like, they, like they're not arguing. It's just there's so many people in the room and it gets loud and boisterous and we go through these big waves and crescendos of sound where a conversation will start and it just builds and builds and builds and builds and everybody's talking over each other and talking to each other and then blah, and then quiets down again. And then someone starts it up again and just wave after wave. I mean, it's like being on the ocean. It's amazing. It's, I, it's, I always just say, if you don't talk, you know, like you're just not going to get your stuff in. Somebody's going to fill that void. Yeah. No matter what, oh, whether yeah. you like it or not. Heck yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's always interesting. Family dynamics, but <laughs> it's fun. The holidays are mostly over for everybody, but, uh, but yeah. you know, we do have a different kind of new year's coming up. Mm-hmm. Chinese new year. Right. That's Absolutely. coming up later this month. Yeah. 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 Do you always know fun. that Chinese new year can also sometimes impact your real estate transactions? Yes, I do actually know that. Do you have that do going tell. on right now? Yeah, yeah, we do. But do you, tell me how you have the experience. Well, I have customers that uh, that are very, very uh, concerned about the day the transaction mm-hmm. closes, and it needs to be, you know, a good date, a good mm-hmm. number, and a yep. good day. And uh, yep. And, and this and year lands on January twenty sixth. Absolutely. And so that's the whole thing: is Chinese New Year doesn't always land on the same day. No, it doesn't, and it's so it's based. I think it's on a lunar mm-hmm. uh, schedule. And what do we year the rooster this year? Oh, I, think. I I see Jen over there nodding her head. I I have not gone and checked. I believe we are the year of the rooster. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm or, personally or born or year of the monkey, the red fire chicken. You know, but one of the you know, okay. One or the other. <laughs> Is that true? Red yeah, fire chicken. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, check me on it. I'll just take you at your word, but That's I would the, feel free, I guess, to of my goof knowledge me. <laughs> of, of, the, of the Chinese New Year. But, well, yeah. Uh, so we have we have new construction. You asked whether or not we're being impacted right, by right. it, and so we have an investment client right now who is purchasing two properties through us, and so one of them is going to be closing um, in about a week, yeah. and so actually today, Jen, who was with. James, my husband, the inspector, up doing an inspection of this new construction property. They're doing the pre-inspection piece, um, or I should say pre, the inspection piece before we have the orientation walkthrough with the builder and all that. So that'll close next week. But he has a second property that was under construction, and the original contract date went on February 2nd. 
Mm. And lo and behold, I mean, what what typically, you know, you've been in the business a really long time. What typically happens in new construction? It gets delayed. <laughs> exactly. So most of the contract language talked about, you know, if the seller needs to delay for any reason, it has all these elements in the contract that allow for that, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it, it totally makes sense because the builder's got to deal with subcontractors, they're dealing with products, they're dealing with weather, they're, you know, yes. so many things that impact their ability to complete their work. Right. Well, what's rare is that they pull it in. So we get under contract and about a week into the deal, yeah. they send us a message and a contract page saying, we're pulling the date into January 26th. Okay. Have your client sign this. Yeah. Well, I hadn't checked the calendar yet, but we contacted our client and said, hey, they're asking this. And he said, absolutely not. Oh, boy. Yeah, you know, because oh boy. he's like, that lands no, on Chinese New Year and I cannot sign anything yeah, on Chinese New Year. You have to respect that. Yeah, and so we got into a battle back and forth with them, and it was actually it was really funny, Eric, because you know how we get into these things every once in a while. I actually ended up contacting my real estate attorney about it and mm-hmm. having her review the contract for me, because in those situations, what a lot of people don't realize, and this will be a little talking point for our listeners, you know, we're always trying to provide something new and interesting for them to learn about what goes on in the real estate industry and what we can and can't do. Well, new construction often has maybe part of the contract is the stuff we have on the MLS forms, Mm -hmm. but the builder contracts, technically we're supposed to be advising our client to have them reviewed by an attorney. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as we go off a typical MLS form, we're now potentially acting as an attorney. You're practicing law. We're practicing law. That's right. Of a sense. So I'm going back and forth, both me and my transaction coordinator going back and forth with the builder sales agent and she's saying no it says this and she's trying to point to a particular part of the contract and then she started to threaten that if our client didn't do this that he would be in default and the seller would have access to take his earnest money and too bad so sad for him and I was you don't threaten somebody you know, you just don't do it. And so that was the first thing that ticked me off and and also triggered, I need to get a hold of my attorney and ask her this. It just happened to be I already had like a holiday luncheon already booked with her to go see her anyway. So oh, I was like, let yeah. me just bring my contract with me. Yeah. And so we got a chance to do that. Of course, I paid her for her time because otherwise it's worthless, you know, and, you know, because it's not real, com- you know, it's not real advice right. unless I'm actually no. engaging her in, a, you know, true practice. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, we had her look at it and she got, she's like, no, that person's referring to a header of a section of the contract and those are not that's not something that can be enforceable yeah. so we went through it and we went back to them and i kind of pushed pushed the envelope with the listing agent and was like i i think you haven't told the builder our situation yet give me a name of somebody who has authority and then she finally gave me a name of somebody and then i questioned that person based on their title like i need to know if you're a decision maker or not and she got a little got her feathers fluffed because i Kind of said, I don't think you're really in charge. and <laughs> But here's the thing. They totally backed down. And well, just, there you go. You know, that was the whole thing. It was like they were just trying to set a position. And we're like, but you don't even have a legal, you know, way to sit on this, really, right. and, and, and be in the right, in yeah. the right on well, it. Good. So well, good. anyway, they so came, our, they came around. So Yeah, after I beat them over the head, yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> 
<laughs> so now, Eva, if, if your clients, your your Chinese clients, if you're going mm-hmm. to give them a, a New Year Chinese New Year's gift, yes. Did you know there's ten things you should never give? I know knives for sure. Knives for anything sure. that represents cutting of the relationship. Cutting of a relationship. Mm-hmm. No, nothing in in a group of fours. Yes, because that's like sound, death. Sounds like death. Mm-hmm. Shoes sounds yeah. like evil. Handkerchiefs. Huh? Okay. It's, it's basically a symbol of saying goodbye forever. Ah. Clocks. That means bad luck. Really? Yep. Okay. Pears. Oh. Sounds like parting. Wow. You got to watch out because yep. uh, Harry and David, there they're known go. for Stay their away pears. they from the pears. Yeah. Get the apples. Yep. yep. Cut flowers because uh, you give those oh. at a funeral. <laughs> okay. Umbrellas mean a breakup. Anything black or white. Umbrellas mean a breakup. Funeral. No wonder Seattle has a hard time with relationships. That's right. And no <laughs> mirrors because that attracts ghosts. So there but you not go. vampires. They're, they're, that's all right. <laughs> More enticing facts as we come back on Open House of Team Reba. And call us if you got questions, 866-712-1300. Give us a call at 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Ostinus from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And every Tuesday at 3 o'clock, we bring you information on on finance and real estate, mm-hmm. what's going on in the market, key issues that come up. Yes. Always something going on in this industry. There's constantly something going on in this industry. Always, yes. Always fun. Um, I'm just so happy we're past the end of the year because that lasts about two weeks of December every year is, is hell is yeah it's pretty bad it's <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty bad it's, it's yeah. basically yes I you know it's so funny because you know even though James works with a lot of my customers mm-hmm. he works with lots of other real estate agents right. of course because um, there's no way that I could provide enough business for him to just sure. constantly be doing stuff for us but uh, although we're working on that but um, and we have lots of other in, you know inspectors <laughs> course, I should yeah. say we have lots of we have at least a dozen of them that you know that we refer to all the time but um, he, he was really quiet throughout December he was, but yeah. you and I we're so running with our hair on fire. Yeah. You know, what little yeah. you might have and the ones that, you know, what I got. Well, there's a reason for that. Yeah. Well, you've had <laughs> your hair run on fire Decembers. so many times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was just, it was slammed. Yeah. Slammed this year. And, and what happens uh, on, on the lending side is, and, and you know this is a, is a real estate agent, a lot mm-hmm. of real estate uh, companies uh, they have a a split where the the most real estate agents are are technically self employed even if yes. they have a John L Scott sign or a Windermere mm-hmm. sign or a Remax sign mm-hmm. they're technically self employed yes and, but a lot of independent the independent contractor right and a lot of agents have to pay a percentage a split of mm-hmm. their commissions to the house to the company mm-hmm. yeah you know until they earn a certain amount of money and then mm-hmm. they get to keep you know a larger share of that depending on how their stuff's written yeah. right right well at the end of the year. Or I should say at the beginning of the year, you're on a new, the, the split starts all over again. Right. So a, a transaction closing on December 31st can actually oh. pay an agent a lot more than a contract closing on January 3rd. Yeah, and see, I'm, I'm not set up that way, so I don't no. have to it's think not like a, that all not the time. It's not in your psyche. I tend not to right. panic like some people right. because of that. Well, what what happens in my world is every year around the week after Thanksgiving, 
Uh, we'll the have, psychos come out? They come out. They <laughs> come marching out. They crawl out from wherever they came from, and they put together these ridiculously crazy transactions with an unrealistic mm-hmm. amount of time to get them closed. And and then... Um, Do you really think it impacts that much just because they're going by their own self-interest versus Reba, their client? I actually Because that's a little frightening if that's true. Last week, I actually had an agent tell me that. I mean, point blank, if you don't get this done, I'm losing this amount of money, and uh, I don't... Wow, I and, wonder and how I their care. customer would feel about that kind of mindset. <laughs> and I don't care if the property is falling down, which it was. Uh, you know, our contract says as is, so you just need to close this transaction. Ouch. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, your contract says as is, meaning that... The buyer and the seller are happy with the condition mm-hmm. of the property, but that doesn't mean that the lender is happy right. with the condition of the property. Right. Yeah. Because uh, if there's issues, and especially right. if an appraiser calls it, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you got to do it. If there's financing involved, we we have to make sure that yeah. the property is in a marketable condition. Right. So, no, that's uh, always this last part of the year. It's it's pretty incredible. And, wow. And and I always feel bad for my staff because. My staff, I mean, we want to accommodate people if we right. possibly can. And, and and so we have staff that are working Christmas Eve and working mm-hmm. like crazy and the day after Christmas and, and all of that. And, mm-hmm. and we had this year, the perfect timing. You know, you had this round of flu making it through. Oh, yeah. Lots of people. Just like wildfire. Yeah. And knock on wood. I, yeah. You know, I'm, we I just had our think. meeting with uh, Russ, our marketing yeah. guy, and he's... Just coming out of it, Jen and I were both yeah. like, you doing all right? <laughs> so, <laughs> and Jen was sick over the holidays, too. Oh, so uh, knock on wood for me, I didn't get any of that cred. Oh, it's so funny. But every year we, we, we get – so this year we had the combination of kind mm-hmm. of the – the 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 once uh, once a mm-hmm. uh, once a year the crazy, crud and the crazies? crazy agent yeah people they're not feeling sick they're slammed everybody's mm-hmm. pushing get it done get it done get it done right oh yeah and uh, oh it's just uh, just awful but sounds uh, like the most joyous time of the year uh, awesome yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah merry christmas oh, oh, oh. yeah well I showed you one of the documents uh, yes, I got from one one person that was pretty yes you did I, I know of course I hid the names to protect the not so innocent, but yes. um, uh, but oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. So there, there were a lot of very sketchy things going on with that. <laughs> very very sketchy. Oh well, that's but, just the um, way it goes sometimes. Yes. Well, our rates looking sketchy because I know our fr- most people are yeah. used to us talking about rates in our first segment, I but know. we kind of blew right past yeah, that. that- uh, I know we want to get to a lot of other really important stuff today too, though. So yeah. uh, even though we don't have a guest for listeners, there's a lot of interesting stuff still coming on today because we're, we're going to do a mortgage rate update. We're also going to do a 2016 recap and we're going to have predictions for 2017. There you go. And we also want to talk about our classes. Yes, coming, coming up. up. We got some good yeah. stuff coming up. Yeah, yeah. So, so rates. The markets, uh, finally, uh, so far this week, mm-hmm. well, today, have mm-hmm. relaxed a little bit. Ah, so, also uh, happy to be so, over with last year. Right, absolutely. Okay. Because we, we really went from, you know, July of last year was a low point for rates. And, mm-hmm. and we saw 30-year fixed rates get down to around 35 3.58%. They were very, very low. You know, some mm-hmm. of the lowest we've seen oh, in, yeah. in the history of, yeah, of they were keeping amazing. track of, of rates. You know, we went from that to uh, a couple weeks after the election where we went to the highest level we've seen in about mm-hmm. two years. And uh, so far, though, on um, actually Friday and then 
leading in, into today, we're, we're, we're relaxing a little bit. So the rates have started to drop down just a, just a hair. And I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't, uh, think that's a trend at this point. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, most of the headlines in the financial news are questioning whether the bond market is ending its 36 year rally, uh, where we've consistently seen rates going lower and lower right. and lower. And, uh, you know, that we may have, some say we're at the end of that. I don't know. It's too soon to tell. We wouldn't know that the answer to that mm-hmm. question for years. Right. Uh, but they're looking good, looking good so far today. So we've dripped, dipped down a little bit. Um, the average conventional conforming 30-year fixed rate loan today is hovering around 4.21%, so just okay. under 4 and a quarter percent. Uh, 15-year fixed rates, the national average is 3.4%. So those are still looking really yeah. good. You know, if you... If you um, are, are okay paying off a loan a little bit quicker, saving yourself a whole bunch of money on interest, mm-hmm. uh, 15 year is a really great way to go. So okay. the only downside too is the payments are a little bit higher. Um, FHA 30-year fixed rates, 3.75%. And uh, jumbo 30-year fixed rates hovering right around 4.25, around four and a quarter okay. percent. Okay. So so we're looking a little bit, little, little bit better. Okay. And today, officially, we have new loan limits. I was going to, that was my next thing. I was going to say, didn't jumbo loans just go up? They did. Um, the, actually, the standard conventional mm-hmm. loan went from 417000 Uh Now we are up to, what is our new number? It's four. It's always a weird number. Yeah. How come I just, I just, um, I just completely forgot what it was. 424200 <laughs> That's why, because it's yeah, a weird number. Four hundred and twenty-four thousand dollars, <laughs> and uh, but in Seattle, uh, in Seattle, uh, Snohomish County, and Pierce, so King County, Snohomish County, mm-hmm. Pierce County, we have a new jumbo limit, which is five hundred and ninety-two thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. So that, that <laughs> another weird number. Yeah. So what those numbers are? That's one hundred and twenty percent of the median income for our SMSA, our statistical metropolitan. Um, uh, area, so um, so this is uh, a, a number that changes annually. It can can change annually, and uh, and it's up f- for the first time in several years. So oh yeah yeah, you know, it it should have actually gone down during the sort of the great uh, recession. Um, fortunately, the they they were kind of kept pat. Mm-hmm. You know, we were at five hundred forty. No, considering I was selling a house that was seven hundred seventy thousand during the re- recession, I was very right. glad absolutely. they did not adjust <laughs> it downward because <laughs> no, the person who bought my house used one of those. <laughs> that's absolutely right. So, so we will have different different numbers uh, based on the county, mm-hmm. um, but but those are sort of our baseline numbers now. So, okay. yeah, so we're we're looking looking good. Got a little bit high, a little bit more room to work with, and sometimes people have to worry about that, you know, mm-hmm. because if you go from a conventional loan to a jumbo loan, mm-hmm. you know, so if you're going over that $592,000 mark, right. the rules change. And some mm-hmm. people can meet those rules and some people can't. Uh, but one of the big changes uh, when those rules, uh, you know, with that, with that rule change with jumbo loans is going to be reserves. Uh, jumbo lenders oh, will yeah. require that you have Much sometimes more. one or two Years worth of mortgage payments saved as up. compared to as compared to conventional, where it's what, sometimes zero. Oh, it depends. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it depends on the circumstance. But well, um, I guess they, do they keep changing that too? Because I thought mm-hmm. for a while, like it was at three months, and then it went to six months, and then we started yeah. seeing it back to three months. So you're saying it's even down as low as zero? It can be as low as zero if okay. you own rental properties. Then you're going to have to to show at least about six months of reserves. Oh, yeah. For a rental property, but even that rule just changed. 
And so now there's a there's a, a complicated formula that we use mm-hmm. that's based on a percentage of the mortgage balances, uh, but it works out to be roughly about five or six months worth of okay. worth of reserves. Okay. Yeah. Well, so that sort of segues into because there's so many rule changes, there's uh-huh. so many products, sure. there's so many options available. That's why we teach classes. Yes. Yeah, so we have a class coming up this weekend. We do, Saturday. Yes, we do on Saturday. And this is the one that is sponsored by the Washington State Housing Finance Commission. Correct. And so if people want to learn more about that program, they can at WSHFC.org. But you can also sign up for our class. It's from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's going to be here in Seattle. It's going to be at my brokerage uh, at 2312 East Lake Avenue East. That's the REMAX office, mm-hmm. REMAX Metro. Yep, correct. And we're going to be there from 10 a.m. to 3. Uh, you and I will probably be there a little bit ahead of that, you know, mm-hmm. get set up and do all of our usual thing. And then we bring lunch in because that five hours is chock full of information. Right. This right? is not a fluffy class no, at all. Not fluffy. No. No fluff. Lots and yeah. lots and lots of good information mm-hmm. and and some meat and bones. We're trying to give uh, tips and information that's going to be useful, that's going to be helpful. Yep. It's like that big fat Christmas dinner you just had <laughs> and the one go. at New Year's. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now we're going to give you all 12 grapes, not six grapes. Yeah, cut in half. That's right. We're not putting you on a diet. We're giving you some that's pumpkin right. pie while we're at it. That's right. Ooh, <laughs> With whipped yeah, cream. There you go. Yeah. But no, it'll be good. I mean, we've already got several people signed up, so we do have limited space. So if people mm-hmm. from the show are interested, they can always email us at info at teamreba.com. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the best place because that gets to me and all my team and we're tracking a list of people who are coming to the class. Mm-hmm. So we'll have that. But uh, if people have questions about our class, you can call us uh, once we get back from the break at 866-712-1300. Thanks for listening to Open House with Team Reba. Got a question? Call it in. 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. This is Reba Hass of Team Reba, REMAX Metro East Side. And this is Eric Osses from Home Street Bank. Yes, and uh, we were talking right before the break about our upcoming class. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, this is... First time homebuyer class, first specifically. First time homebuyer class this Saturday in Seattle, kind mm-hmm. of over in the East Lake neighborhood. Yeah. It's going to run from 10 o'clock till 3 o'clock. The class is free. Yes. Uh, the information is valuable. I would agree with that. In fact, I actually went, well, no, seriously, because we talked about this one other time when we were discussing our class, mm-hmm. the programs right. that you bring up alone and the cost savings sometimes to a home buyer, mm. it d- does actually have real value to people. Oh, I think it's a combination. I mean, because there's, th- sure, that's all good. So, but, but also just the information of knowing mm-hmm. What all this stuff means. Oh, yeah. You know, so many people, if you're driving down the road and you see a, a sign hanging in front of a, a house, a for sale sign, mm-hmm. you know, who, that there's a name on the sign and a phone number and all that. Mm-hmm. Who does that person represent? Seller. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're the buyer and you want to negotiate the best terms, is that necessarily the person you want to call? Not always. I mean, if, if Reba, if it's your sign, of course you want them to call you, but... Uh, <laughs> but 
But no, I well, mean because we want to so, sell the house. Yeah, but it's amazing how so many people don't understand agency and how that works. Correct. Who represents who in a transaction? Yep. Who yeah. pays for it? How's yeah. this all? How's this all work? Well, and we have a lot of people who move here from other places that buyer agency isn't even a thing. Right, they like, don't understand. In it fact, at all. actually, there's many people even in the U.S. from the U.S. originally that don't even understand agency and buyer agency because it's only been around since about the 1980s. That's right. So, you know, if you bought your first home in 1970, you're still probably not that familiar with it because it was something that really came up through consumer protection. That's right. So, yeah, it's a still relatively new concept. But but we cover, I mean, in the class, it covers that in great detail. Mm -hmm. You know, this is how, what things you have to be thinking about when you're negotiating. And agency even changes... Sometimes from year to year. Agency law within Washington State is very mm-hmm. complicated. Mm-hmm. Very, very complicated. And as agency organizations change, it becomes even more complicated. Because like, let's just take it from the example of me and my team. If I have a listing and one of my agents holds an open house, who do they represent? Because mm. it depends. The answer is it depends because if somebody comes to that open house and is chatting with one of the people in my team and they choose to work with them as a buyer agent, if they put it into writing, which you have to put it in writing, I'm going to put it out there to our listeners. Most people on the buyer side tend to get very skittish when they're asked to sign a contract with their agent. Mm -hmm. Right. The state of Washington really wants us to do that. Mm -hmm. It's not because someone's trying to limit your options. The state wants it to be very, very clear about who we work for. Mm -hmm. And so if that is in writing, then we actually have a relationship. If you don't, we don't necessarily have that relationship with you. And so that can very much change the dynamics of what happens. Oh my gosh! In yeah. a transaction, so uh, it it can determine whether it's dual agency, single agency. There's all kinds of things that mm-hmm. happen out of it. Right. So yeah. um, you have to be really, really clear about that. Well, perfect example. I just got done representing you, and you had an unrepresented buyer. Mm-hmm. Correct. And while I wrote up the contract on behalf of you for the buyer, I didn't represent them. Right. Right, and it said right. so within the contract. We didn't have a contract between us, me and that buyer. So I absolutely had no duties specific to them, but I had duties specific to you right. and your family. Right. So right. that was, you know, that's one main example of, you know, it can be very, very different depending on how people approach it. It's right? super complicated, but it's important it for does. people to understand Mm-hmm. what they're getting into and, and, yeah. and what the risks are. and, yeah. and Now, I still had to treat that buyer with honesty and good faith. Of course. I'm required by law to do that. Right. But I had no duty of confidentiality. So everything that that party shared with me, mm-hmm. I could oh. spare it right back over to you. Very cool. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's – and people need to really understand that. So we, all, we will yeah. talk about agency at this class. Mm-hmm. Um, not in a confusing way. Right. And we just want people to understand exactly what's required of the people that they may be hiring to help them buy this, you know, very expensive asset. Right. And steps that they can take to give, to protect themselves and also mm-hmm. get the best representation yeah. that they possibly can. Build a good knowledge base. Yeah, absolutely. Know how to interview an agent. Right. right questions to ask. What are the what are the the key points that make a, an agent good? What should you right. be looking for? And same thing for a broker, you know, yeah, for, for a, a mortgage broker. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And the programs, oh my gosh, there's so mm-hmm. many different programs. But for first-time buyers, there's zero down. Uh, there's um, there's a couple, there's multiple zero down options out there available right now. Mm-hmm. And, and some of them, you don't even have to be a first-time home buyer. And oh, really? No. And, and actually, even with that, the definition of a first-time home buyer is that you have not owned your principal residence for at least three years. Right. So if you own something four years ago, but you haven't for the last three, guess what? You're a first-time home buyer. So let me ask you something, though. Mm. What if somebody owns a property out of state, mm-hmm. still owns it, though, mm-hmm. but hasn't lived there? Will they still count for something like that? Um, if we look at their tax return and they have not claimed a, pro- a property as their principal residence for three mm-hmm. years, then, yeah, we could probably make the case that they are a first-time buyer. Okay. Uh, it depends on I may um, have somebody for some that. of the programs. There's there's some nuances to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some of the programs will allow it and some of them will not. Okay. Um, but, uh, so that's one of those areas that gets a little bit gray because Our favorite it's program-specific. It, it depends. depends. <laughs> that's right. What's that saying? The gray areas are where the trouble goes to yeah. hide. Oh, <laughs> so, lovely. Totally okay. true. Uh, but but I hate some, to say I have a lot of gray in my life. I don't uh, know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. So so we're going to be talking about a lot of programs that are offered by the Washington State Housing Finance Commission, which is mm-hmm. a nonprofit agency in in Washington, and that's what this first time buyer class is sponsored by. Reba and I mm-hmm. teach this class free of charge. We volunteer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for the Washington State Housing, mm-hmm. housing Finance Commission. Uh, there's also some other programs out there. There's one that's really cool that not very many people at all know about called Lift, Neighborhood Lift. Yeah. And this one can be combined with different things. But Lift will give you a grant of up to $7,500. You do have to be a first-time home buyer, and there are some income limits on the program. Okay. Um, but if you live in the home for three years, that's that $7,500 grant is forgiven. goes away. Nice. So you just got to live there for three years. Actually, every year they forgive. Which is very doable. Most people don't like mm-hmm. moving that often anyway. Right. And yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Most of the time for appreciation purposes, you want to live there, you know, maybe five years or more anyway. That's right. That's right. So this is a program that uh, most of these require uh, home buyer education. So that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons we teach the class. You can't get these programs. You don't have access to them unless right. you have completed a home buyer education. Well, and you have to work with one of the lenders who's also certified in the program, correct? correct? Yes, that's Because right. not all brokers or loan officers no. are. They, they're, There's they're actually quite a few of them that are You have to be really not. careful about that, too, because uh, I've had that multiple times where a customer will ask me, gosh, you know, I, I, I asked you about this, and you brought up all these different programs, but mm-hmm. I asked this other person that I've been talking with, and they said, mm-hmm. no, no, none of that exists. Right, and it's like why? Why is that? Well, yeah, that's right. They're not certified, yeah. so they don't want to talk about it, right? Uh, because that they they can't offer that program. I wonder if also they're new and just don't even know. Oh, sure, I think so. Yeah, yeah I think there's a lot of that that happens because this isn't a mandatory thing. Uh, it's it's just like anybody you you enter in a into a a profession. Why well, not like anybody? Mm-hmm. I guess, but. You know, maybe the the loan officer starting out knows a conventional loan, and mm-hmm. then maybe later they might learn an FHA loan, mm-hmm. and then maybe and they, they might learn a VA. Mm-hmm. But by the time you get to down payment assistance loans and mortgage credit certificates, and 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 you know some of the you know some of the more you know I don't want to say exotic but creative mm-hmm. types of of financing, it takes a while you know to kind oh, of yeah. to, to yeah. get those figured out. It's a it's a buildup of uh, information. That's for that's sure. That's right. Yep. I mean, and that, that mortgage credit certificate, that's another one. 
Nobody oh, that's, talks that's about. one of my favorites. So cool. Yeah. Uh, because not only does it give you the tax benefit, it helps people qualify for more house typically. It does. Yes. Because it gives you a tax credit. Think of that as an extra amount added to your refund of 20% of your mortgage interest for as long as you live in that home. So it's significant. And, uh, and we can take that amount of that tax credit added to your qualifying income. So a person mm-hmm. can actually qualify for more home. And that can be the difference between two bedrooms and three bedrooms. Oh, yeah. Um, one bathroom and two bathrooms. Well, even with the fact that we just had the interest rate increases, mm-hmm. that can make the difference of still continuing to qualify. You're absolutely right. For absolutely what you right. thought you were able to get. Before. That's right, because rates going up a half a percent mm-hmm. could also take away yeah. thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars of buying power. Absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely. absolutely right. So it's good for people to know. Well, where can they find that out? Well at like, our class, yeah. Yes. On <laughs> this Saturday. <laughs> yes. So. Well, we have a Facebook page for, for the class uh, that we have that's going out. Uh, so if someone went to the Team Reba page on Facebook, they'd be able to find this information. Perfect. We also have been posting information on our blog. But if they want to just uh, contact us to have the info sent to them, info at teamreba.com there you go. is probably the best and easiest and fastest way to get the information. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's going to be fun. I always enjoy t- teaching these classes, and, and we usually have uh, you know have them going on periodically throughout the year. Mm-hmm. So this will be no exception this year. We'll have a few few coming along. This will be the first one coming up. Okay, but to say, um, so you and I do these classes quite a bit, but we were also talking about, you know, and we're going to put this out to our listeners in case you guys want to chime in on anything, whether you want to contact us on Twitter or Facebook or to our emails or any of that kind of stuff. But we're looking at potentially doing investment classes this yes. year as well yes. and even seller classes. Right. So investment, let's, let's clarify that because when we're talking in investment class, mm-hmm. we're talking about giving you information and tools and skills to purchase investment real estate. In other words, right. rental property. Correct. We're not talking about the um, flip this house, buy with other people's money, zero down kind of stuff, right? Have you right. seen heard the commercials? There's lots of those commercials out there. Oh yeah, I have. I've heard that as well as um, those seminars. Right, have become huge again. Yeah, this isn't that. Yeah, no, 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 no. no, no, no. This is uh, back to your concept of the no fluff. Right. Yeah, this is the no fluff version because we don't ask for people to join investment clubs and other things of that nature. So no. it's nothing along those lines. It's more. It's the the realistic view of you know what property types are out there. What mm-hmm. kind of financing is available to you? How do you grade a property? There's a, so many different things, but we can talk about that a little bit more once we yeah. come back after this break. So this is Open House with Team Reba. If you have a call, 866-712-1300 if you have questions for us. Open House has open phone lines. Give us a call at 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Ostinus from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Hassa, Team Reba. And we're talking real estate today and our upcoming and financing classes and all of that. And yeah. mortgage. 
And uh, looking for that this Saturday, going to be from mm-hmm. 10 o'clock to 3 o'clock p.m. Lots of information for first-time home buyers. Oh, yes. And but- Go, oh, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. you, you no, go right ahead. ahead. No, no. Be my guest. <laughs> no, we were also just talking right before the break of uh, the idea that we are looking to uh, include investor classes coming up. So we're looking to see who might be interested in that because we've got a lot to share in that uh, realm. We've done investment classes. It's been a while since mm-hmm. we've really put one of these on. Yeah. And so we were talking about that the other day and it's like mm-hmm. they're always so fun to do because it's a whole different element of the the financing world and how that all works because you know when you're when you're buying a home as as your principal residence mm-hmm. it's it's an it, it can be an emotional purchase you know you're you're looking at the aesthetics of the mm-hmm. home and the neighborhood how how do you like it and everything when you're buying as investment property we need to kind of put your your other your other hat your business on, cap your business hat on and look at it like is this thing going to make me money and, Absolutely, uh, and, and cash flow is king. That's right. Period. And, and so, so you're, you're you should be looking at the property a lot differently. Mm-hmm. And 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 even to start with, uh, you know, let's get let's work it backwards. Let's, of course, this is me, the banker speaking, but let's get the numbers on that home. Mm-hmm. What income does it generate? What's yeah. its cap rate? Its capitalization rate? Right. Um, you know, what's its rate of return? How much should we offer on this home mm-hmm. to achieve our desired rate of return? Right. And uh, and that's one of the few types of investments where you can actually work it backwards. You know, you can't go buy a stock say, I want to pay X amount of price for the right. share of stock to get yeah. me the return I want. Can't yeah. do that. Well, so, and you also don't get leverage on stock correct. either. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole thing of why people are always interested in real estate is because it's one of the few investment types out there where you can get the benefit of leverage because you can get just a down payment on a much bigger Cost of a property, yeah, versus if you're doing $200,000 of stocks, you got to have $200,000 in which to buy those stocks. But if you're trying to buy a $200,000 property, Mm -hmm. you don't have to have have $200,000. You have to have the right down payment amount that's necessary to meet your you know, lenders course, requirements yeah. Rules, yeah. and then also to see where it needs to come in for cash flow purposes. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes that's not a perfect number too. Cause some people will be like, Hey, I have $50,000. How do I apply that over here? Well, it depends on what you're trying to buy or do you have a hundred thousand dollars? Do you have $250,000? What are you trying to accomplish with the funds that you've got? That's right. Because if it takes 50% down to get to cash flow, but you could find another property where it's 25% down, mm-hmm. which one would be the better one. And people have very different viewpoints on that. Yeah. You know, I think you and I might have a different point of view because we look at property with a, a, a more, um, not disinterested. Analytical. Yeah, it's more analytical. Like we can take the emotional element mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. and say, well, it's just, you know, look at the numbers and see if it's realistic and how much work needs to go into it. And let's, let's see if it cash flows and you know, what's the long-term potential out of it. Other people... They they get into a mindset of like I hate debt, mm-hmm. I want it free and clear. Right, and I'm like, well, but that's not always the best thing because sometimes if you're paid off free and clear, you don't get other things. Like maybe I'm looking at my tax situation, saying I don't need deductions. Mm-hmm. You right, know, I right. need depreciation. I need mortgage interest deductions. I need these other things out there that even while I'm still getting cash flow, how you know what's the after tax situation for me. Right. So Absolutely. Yeah. Some people are they they buy those properties and they're like pay it down, pay it down, pay it down, pay it down. I'm like, not really. Not mm-hmm. if I don't have to. 
Well, or if I've got X amount to invest, why don't I put a, a instead of buying one home all cash, why don't mm-hmm. I put a down payment on, on several homes? Right, exactly. And I'm going to build my equity much more quickly that way, at least yeah. in theory. Yeah, I've got several people right now doing 1031 exchanges. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, I'm actually pretty stunned by the number of people wanting to just take it cash for cash, straight across deal, not buying multiple properties. And I'm like, you have $400,000 coming out of that property, and you're just going to go buy one outright? For 400000 sure. That seems interesting to me. Well. I, you know, but everybody has a different point like of view. Like you say, there's no right answer to that. Yeah. Way. I mean, there's, there's has, lots of different opinions yeah. on that. But, yeah, different comfort levels. Right, right. But but that's one thing that we can talk through. And uh, so mm-hmm. we should, um, you know, if we're having an investor class, we're going to talk through those questions, yeah. those issues. Yeah, well, we'll There's... have some, besides just doing the, you know, purchase of them, um, I've been talking to some of my contacts. As you know, I've got a, a pretty wide group of people that mm-hmm. we work with all the time, sure. you know, CPAs, attorneys, insurance people, what have you. And um, we're, we're also going to bring back the panel. Good. Oh, yeah. that's always fun. Yeah, we're that's bringing the fun. panel back this year, which is the discussion of ownership and liability and how to kind of cover yourself mm-hmm. from a liability standpoint. Because once you do start, you know, owning things like that, you do need to make sure you have things set up so that you don't open yourself up to, say, lawsuits, right? You know, you have to have some protection of the properties and not have them all just out there owned in certain ways. So we're going to talk about ownership types and how to kind of secure your assets to to not put yourself in potentially harm's way if something else happens to you in another area of your Absolutely. life. Absolutely. Or yeah. even at one of the properties. Because yeah. that's a big deal. A lot of people don't really think about that. You know, they might suddenly own several properties with none of them in an LLC or maybe without an umbrella policy or, you know, there's all kinds of things that could be. Oh, so so much. And 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 I mean that's just something that we have to have to factor into the analysis. Mm-hmm. And and probably question number one when we're talking about investing is, do I really want to do this? Do I want to become a mm-hmm. landlord? Yes, because it's a lot of work too. Mm-hmm. Even if you be. have property management, it can be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that it still gets classified in the tax code as a passive investment. However, <laughs> you and I both know Far it's from not it. passive. <laughs> Definitely not passive. Even when there's property management, you're still you know, overseeing management at a, at a high level and you're still providing funds towards things such as, you know, looking at, oh, I got to do maintenance and capital, you know, improvements and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's never 100% hands off unless you get into the big boy world where maybe someone else is managing large projects for you. Right. Yeah. If you've got a whole, whole ton of things, but that's, that's yeah. a whole different world. Yes. Um, there's also differences between, uh, on, especially on the financing side, of how many units are in the properties. Mm -hmm. So if you have one, two, three, or four unit properties, Mm -hmm. that's still considered a residential mortgage. If you have five units or more, then Mm -hmm. that's an apartment. It's considered an apartment building. Yeah, it's commercial commercial. property. So your your lending rules change, your down payment rules change. Everything's more expensive, Mm -hmm. basically. Every now and then we'll have somebody that shows up you know, in the office and they've got, they're already in contract and it's a six unit apartment building and they want to put, you know, 15% down. And it's like, uh, that's not going to really work that way. Not going to fly. No, definitely not. (laughs) So it's kind of funny with, uh, with the five unit and larger properties people, I get the question all the time, like how much is my minimum down payment for that property? 
And my answer always is, it, it depends. depends. <laughs> because with five unit or larger properties, yeah. we don't we don't have a set down payment. We look at what's mm-hmm. called a debt coverage ratio. Right. We look at the income the property generates, yeah. and then we'll tell you the maximum mortgage payment that you can have for yep. the income. And then, then that tells we, you how much your down that, payment that has to how, be. Yes, that tells us how much <laughs> our loan amount is. And yep. then that tells us how much our down payment yep. is. So it's a very different process. I think we should reach out to the company that creates Depends and see if they could become a sponsor of our show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Open House at Team Reba, sponsored by Depends. Depends. <laughs> <laughs> don't you think they'd be a perfect fit? Probably would be I good. don't know. They might fit you. I don't we know. Need, we, need, uh, <laughs> we need that and, and, and we need Pepto-Bismol <laughs> on, our, on our list of sponsors also. Yeah. Oh, what a way to start a new year. Well, you know what? The little new year baby comes out in little diapers. There you go. They both probably have them. <laughs> good point. Yeah. And they got uh, a hat. Isn't this like a wonderful way to end our the, show? The I know. Baby in yeah. diapers has the hat. Like the hats we have here with us. You just gave me. So thank you very yeah. much. I don't know if you're trying to tell me something on that. I guess you got one too. Yes, I brought one for me, too. Put your (laughs) hat up. There we go. All right, we'll smile. Our our esteemed producer. Even David's uh, got his on today. Thank you for doing that, David. It makes me happy. It makes me smile. Oh, man. But I do want to, I know we only have a few minutes left, but so yeah, we want to do the investor classes. We want to do the investor panel. And part of that, you know, you and I were talking, um, the Rental Housing Association used to have a show here on this channel. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to start coming onto our show more often. Ooh, so we got lots of good yeah, stuff. Yeah, investor angle is going to get real interesting. So we want to thank everybody out there for listening to Open House with Team Reba. We hope you all had a great holiday season and a happy new year. And uh, we'll be back next week from 3 to 4 p.m. on Tuesday. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash Max Metro East Side on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Tuesday at 3 for more Open House with Team Reba here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL. Program sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage.